Hello everybody, my name is Mike Cisneros and this is Cincy Brewcast. I am joined tonight once again by the Gnarly Gnome. Gnome, good evening. Good evening. And by Tina Cisneros, a bartender and server at Brew River Gastro Pub on Riverside Drive in Cincinnati. Tina? Hello. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> That's going to be my new sign-on. Absolutely. Uh, we... Uh, it's been a very been a very busy week in craft beer, uh, especially, and I guess one of the biggest stories that we'll get to in a few minutes is the Citra High release by Mad Tree Brewing. Uh, that happened last Thursday. Uh, we are recording here on the fifth, fifth, fourth, fourth, fourth Monday, Star Wars the, Day. Monday, the, yes, May the fourth be with you, uh, the fourth of May, and that happened last Thursday, the Citra High release. Uh, there's been some news on some other fronts with some other local breweries, and uh, so quite a few things happening. Uh, and the uh, Cincy Beer Week uh, celebration being moved from its uh, original home in the winter uh, in February around uh, Valentine's Day and moved more toward the summer, towards Father's Day. So we will discuss all of that, but first... As we always do, we're going to check and see what is in the beer fridge, and we've got God, we got a bunch <laughs> of can- <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff over here tonight. And um, one of the things, if you you'll be able to hear this, I'm sure, is a <laughs> yeah, it's got fizz in it. Uh, this uh, Tina went to Florida back in March, was it? Huh? Uh, no, uh, beginning of April. Early April. Early April. And went to Saltwater Brewery, which was in. Uh, Delray Beach, Florida. Delray Beach, Florida, and we. This is the Sea Cow Milk Stout. Now we're gonna we're gonna pour and drink, and we're gonna give you opinion, a little opinion on it. But we're not gonna spend a lot of time on it because it is not a Cincinnati beer, of course. That's amazing. So it looks it's good. Got a nice head on it and everything. Uh, I was really worried a month old, thirty-two ounce growler that with the you know little pop cap that took a plane ride and hung out in a suitcase and. Went through baggage claim. I was a little bit worried about it. So, well, excellent. So it looks good. I, I think I smell it. I think it smells fantastic. It's got a nice head on it. Creamy. Yes. No, it's delicious. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. That tastes what? exactly the same. Uh, uh, creamy. So when people try to tell you that growlers go bad in like two days. Well, I think that's only <laughs> I think that's only when you open them, but first. But uh, this is excellent. Again, only a thirty-two ounce growler because that's all you can get in Florida. No, or, or a gallon. You, you can get thirty-two or sixty-four. Okay. Um the the reason I got the thirty-two ounce is because their glass prices are a little high in Florida, and it was I paid eight dollars for this bottle for the thirty-two ounce, and it was something like. Twice that for the actual 64 ounce. And uh, so. we need to take some more pictures tonight and try to work on try to work on our uh, on our Instagram and so forth. So we'll take a picture of the bottle and put it up. And so that's just kind of our, our sipper. That's kind of our drinking beer that we're going to be uh, drinking tonight. What we have uh, for for tasting for our our tasting and commentary. Um, is uh, the big star of the the big star of the show, Gnome, uh, bloodied and bowed as he was, <laughs> <laughs> g- 
got out of the uh, got out of the Mad Tree Tap Room Thursday night with one of the last cans of Mad Tree Citra High. Uh, it was one of the last cans because I sat there eyeing them all night, waiting until they were almost gone before I snatched mine up. Explore explore new worlds of flavor as two American hops collide to create waves of tropically dank flavors. Yes, my, my friends at Natri informed me that um, they sold 120 cases in eight hours. They, wow. and, and at $75 a case. And, and half of that was gone in the first hour and a half. It, so, was, it was amazing. So how much were they charging so, per, per four-pack? $12.50 a four-pack. Are you kidding me? God, that's the same price but, that um, Galaxy was. Yeah, they it's make, not. That's standard. They make money hand over fist, <laughs> as <laughs> as my late mother would say. Well, let's have uh, let's yeah. ga- gas your glass. Uh, my mattress glass. Our little mattress uh, taster there, and Now, uh, the can is really cool. I'm sure most of you have already seen it. A multicolored kind of lemon-lime, orange. Uh, On Citra High Day, I actually went oh. out and searched yeah. specifically for a dress that had these colors in it and sort of a similar <laughs> pattern. It's my Citra High dress. That's funny. Gotta look good. <sighs> God, that is just unbelievably good. That is just so... It is so good. It's just so good. It's ridiculous. Uh, again, anything anything, and everything you've come to expect uh, from Citra High, it's just got the... Uh, uh, just the clean... I like What I like about it is how clean and drinkable it is. I mean, I think it's just really a... It's really special. I think tropical and dank describes it pretty well. It um, it's tropical and dank. <laughs> it's delicious. And it just like ends with this very, uh, like wonderful sweetness, that just oh, it's so good. Um, ten point two percent. So. So be careful. So yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a couple of stories already. <laughs> Yeah, there were a few people who had to be driven home from Madrid on Thursday night. Our our brood dog in there, Bocce, is barking his approval, so you might be able to hear that in the background. Um, again, just a great beer. I mean, I'm sure everybody out in the audience has had it, or it's, has or heard about it, or has heard about it. Uh, you got to get yourself a hold of some. Still, still on in the tap room. Uh, they ran out over the weekend um, when I was there yesterday. It wasn't there. Um, but I know that they just canned and kegged a whole bunch. So yeah, they just tweeted out that they had a bunch more coming on. It should yeah. be in stores this week, I believe. Right. For some reason, you should you should start seeing it around you. And we you, were. Uh, you haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Uh, my wife and Tina's mother, Nancy, uh, in uh, earlier this month again visited uh, Louisville or Lexington, Kentucky, rather, in the area of uh, Georgetown College, and found. What they had just they had just started tapping or uh, canning and, and uh, kegging this beer. It's from West Sixth Brewing in uh, Lexington, and it is a uh, Belgian style blonde, a Belgian blonde. 
So we're going to run a little bit of that through us here. I'll take my... It smells Belgian. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wow, that's, that's delicious. Light though, real light. Real, real light, yeah, real light and crisp. But it's got that uh, that yeasty, Belgiany, uh, fruity. like fruity, fruitiness, uh, fruity gummy nose that you come to expect from, it. and then a sweetness on the end. It's uh, very, very, uh, uh, very typical of the style as well. This is a good summer beer. Mm -hmm. This would be perfect. For being outside. I'm trying to see if it's got a corset on it. I don't see it. I'll look it up. It's, so, it's real light is what strikes me. I'm going to keep saying that, but I don't know if that's disappointing or not to me. I, it, it does say on the can seasonal release, so this is obviously one of their seasonal offerings. Uh, it's in a... Um, uh, Golden and sort of a copper colored uh, can. Very attractive can. Are you going to take a picture of that too? Yeah, I think it's a hell of a lot better than, you know, a lot of other sort of blondes that I've tried from around different places. Um, obviously, that, you know, kind of adding the Belgian style helps make it a little bit more interesting. But um, I think it's really good. I like it, and I'm not a huge blonde fan or Belgian fan, really. Well, there's plenty. Um, to, there's plenty to go around. We got a six pack, so great. Uh, the self starter ah, session idea. Yes, from um, from more point. That is that is an that is an old favorite. One of my favorite beers. Nice. Listen to that sound, folks. Aren't you jealous? Hopefully, you're out there and you're enjoying a cold one. Uh, while you're listening, uh, we've been hearing that uh, menial tasks like gun cleaning and lawn mowing are performed during the <laughs> during the listening to of our wonderful program, and uh, that's fine with us. We don't care what you do as long as you listen. And of course, we've got even another slogan now: making menial tasks less sucky since 2015. <laughs> you take a long road trip. <laughs> yeah, a really long really road trip. Really long road trip. Uh, the self-starter uh, session IPA from Warped Wing in Dayton, Ohio. I appreciate that this one comes in um, in 16-ounce cans, too, because yes. to me it fits in with exactly what the beer is supposed to be. You know, you get done cutting the grass and you crack this open. It, uh, very, uh, very refreshing, very clean. This can art is so beautiful too. It's a little like it's got a little recreational vehicle, and it's got a, a dog on it with a couple of boats and some water. It, it's and it's, got, it, it's been it's done a little. I think the founders has the uh, camper on. The founders uh, all, day. all day has the camper on it and as I well. Think this uh, is just really cute. And then it's got the dog at the end of the. It's and then it's nighttime, and the dog's sitting in the chair, and there's the other chair, and there's the beer on it, and then they're sitting in front of the fire. So a kind of a day night, kind of a whole day, all, all day and all night, <laughs> starting in the morning. So if you're going to drink all day, you got to start in the morning. Everybody knows that. 
Uh, you got this? At, did you get that at uh, Jungles? I did get that at Jungles. Okay, so that's the Warp Wing 16 ounce can self starter uh, session IPA, and you can get that at Jungle Gyms, and I'm sure there's plenty of other stores around the city that you can get that at, at as well. Uh, but that's where Nam got his, uh, and it is delicious. And every everyone should really enjoy uh, that one when they. Uh, when it's definitely when quickly chicken. becoming one of my go-to yes. session oh, yeah. IPAs. Absolutely. Little Sippa, of course, always sitting up there for me too. But now, what's in the magic, the magic gnarly gnome growler? This is uh, Pro V Porter from oh, wow. Old Firehouse. <laughs> yes, which that's a excellent. When I saw it on tap, I had to uh, to fill up with it because I love that. We're, we're drifting. We're drifting nose. out of Porter season, but. Actually, it's still, still crisp enough at night that uh, <laughs> while you're sitting around the mm-hmm. fire that you make out in the uh, in the backyard, you can have a you can have a good smooth porter like this. One of my friends actually um, brews at Madtree was has been giving me a little bit of a hard time the past couple of days. <laughs> like Tina, it's spring. Stop drinking gnarly brown. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to drink what I want when I want. Okay? Well, especially when it's gnarly brown or yeah. a proby porter, right? Or any of the number this I'll tell you this this uh, this the Florida sea cow is, really is very very nice very nice uh, milk stout so uh, and then uh, another na- uh, just our, because we didn't have enough beer one of our fir- <laughs> yeah one of our first I guess national beers one of our most widely uh, one of our uh, one of the ones that's probably as wide wide one of the brands I should say that's pretty widely available in this area and a lot of others uh, and that is Six Point which is Excellent. I had a Bengali tiger Saturday morning. It's so good. <laughs> I still have some high res hanging out in my fridge. I can't believe it made it this long. We drank a uh, growler of um, Urban Artifacts Harrow Goza um, this weekend while we were sitting out in the sun. Maybe it was Friday or something. While we were sitting out in the sunshine. And um, what threw me off was that it was so much, so much funkier than I remember it being before. So I kind of wanted to uh, to pull out another goes of it. This is six point is, jammer. Is not as as funky. Yeah. There's no. There's no. There's no. There's no there. <laughs> yeah. There. It's, it's slightly. I mean, we're not. We're not saying it because it's a national beer. Uh, or widely available, shall we say? But it just doesn't have any. Uh, it's it's like lo- It's real loggery. I get yeah, and uh, um, it was ailed. It was this ale was brewed with hand harvested sea salt, is what the can is telling me. Um, I do get the salt, Did they- a little bit of salt. More but in it's like just not the way it finishes. Yeah, like it just, and, you know. and and maybe a little uh, residue on the glass when you take the next sip. But I can't say it's bad. But it is, it's far from being my favorite guns I've ever had. I, yeah. I probably you, won't buy it. <laughs> when you've got Urban Artifact turning out something like Harrow and Old Blank Firehouse. Slate turning out something like uh, Orchid, and when you've got Old Firehouse turning out something like what they produce and the different gozes that Madtree has been coming up with, uh, which I don't like as well as as some of the other ones I mentioned, but they're in there and they're in the ballpark. Uh, but this is the six point uh, jammin. 
Jammer. Jammer. And you got this one at the Jungle Gyms as well? I, I just, you know, I picked this one up on the way over here. And judge for yourselves. Probably won't do it again. Yeah. Well, judge for yourselves. Uh, go pick it up. I, I mean, uh, I know some people who would really, really like this. It's just not my thing. And that's, really. you know, and it's that's not enough of a goza for me to really be impressed by it. I think I it's think. really important to mention too with with any beer, like it's it's a time and a place kind of thing. Sure. You know, I could try this beer next week after, like I said, cutting the grass or something like that, and it could just sit right in the sweet spot for me and just be incredible, and I could change my opinion, but. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Old Firehouse any day. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, that's uh, from the. We have another can over here, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass on that <laughs> one for a while. Uh, maybe we'll pick it up later. We'll see. Um, so, um, uh, you guys both went to the uh, opening over at uh, Bad Tree, the Citra High. Um, uh, anything else to uh, express or say about uh, what you saw or did or? I was really surprised. I've been to pretty much every release or, you know, um, whatever they do. And I was surprised at the the lack of the crowd. I didn't think it was very busy. I got there around 8.30, um, and it just seemed kind of not super busy. Um, but, you know, everybody was coming in and leaving with their, cakes, or with their cans. So... Um, a lot of people probably didn't really stick around to, you know, have beers in the tap room, but I don't know. I, I, I pushed Brady a little bit while I was there trying to get some more information on where they were leaning for their next um, their next high series beer. Because after, you know, the success of Galaxy High and Citra High, the, these releases, they've got to be talking about it. And I couldn't get much of anything. The first thing he said was Mosaic, which to me is a little bit boring. Um... He mentioned Amarillo, and then the one that I thought was really interesting was uh, Matuika, which uh, I had never uh, even heard of Matuika uh, hops before, but um, I guess it's a, a tropical flavor, maybe some um, some lemon and lime. Yeah, it's from, New, it's, in, from New Zealand. I think it's, it's a, I think it's another blend. It's New Zealand yeah. something else. But um, everything kind of leaned towards those tropical flavors, so that's kind of where I guess they're probably going to go. Um with the next one, so. Had, uh... I really want one. I want them to do, like, a really... Like, a really piney sort of... Right. Imperial IPA. That could be kind of cool. I'm, um, a big fan of Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Samuel <laughs> Nelson uh, Sauvin. <laughs> it, uh... I, I, it almost comes out like wine to me. It's that mm-hmm. real kind of gravy Well, that's... Flavor, yeah, that's why it's called that, is because it, it's... They... It's from the same... They named it after that grape right. because it was so it was kind of similar. So that would be fun. I think yeah. that would be a neat one. Um, Dogberry had that single hop Nelson. Yeah, it was uh, fortunate. Was fortunate enough to be in uh, Athens over the weekend, and when you go into Athens, you talk Jackie O's, and they had a called really Nelson. That mm-hmm. was uh, a Nelson Savon uh, hop right. uh, IPA uh, pale ale, I guess American pale ale. Is, I think is what they called it. Um, and that was, it was it was wonderful, but the Citra, at you know, <laughs> what I like about Jackie O's is that they have a tap room which is over s- sort of on the what is that the east the east end of town over there on uh, I don't uh, know by, I'm, by, I'm, I'm not good with car by, directions by Palmer and all that. And then they have their 
they have their tap room and then they have the restaurant sort of next to it and they all three can have different you may not find right. but one or two of the same thing in each place. Yeah, if you they go have, in looking for something you and you don't see it when you go in the first place you go in, you have to go to the other one. But speaking of Citra, they had a they had a they had their mandala, mandala, which is mandala. their mandala, yeah. which is their one of their uh, flagship beers, and then they single hop it with all sorts of stuff. And I had had the Citra that was available at the tap room. Yeah, I had that. So I was citrating with well. you guys, even though it wasn't uh, Mad Tree Citra High, and it was. Uh, it was fa- it was fantastic. I just I, I loved it. So awesome, excellent. So uh, what's next? What else do we have? We've had um, some. Uh, did, if we want to stick with the uh, the Mavtree discussion, we have um, Soul Drifter. Is big news for Soul Drifter geeks like me. It's my go to summer <laughs> beer, and um, I think it's supposed to be a little more strawberry ish. True. Strawberry E. Yeah, they're adding a little bit more puree to it. I think they they kegged it yesterday, um, as I believe what my friend said. So. And the the can release is um, coming soon. Hang on, I should have notes here somewhere. The fourteenth. That's a Thursday. Um, at the tap room there, so. We'll see if that pulls the same. <laughs> I really. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Uh, I'll be there. As uh, what? Uh, again, right up the street. Of course, uh, people that are regular listeners to the program uh, know that we are uh, in within walking distance of Mount Carmel, and they had some big news. This week, this was news to me when you uh, texted me about it when we were talking about what was going to be on the show. Uh, put on put on social media by their taproom manager Roger Hill that they have closed. If you're familiar with Mount Carmel, there's the 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 farmhouse, the farmhouse and the brewery property, and then there was a house that was next door as you went toward Old State Route 74, and as you went toward Route 32, and then there was another empty lot has has a garage on it well mount carmel owned the farmhouse property and they own the garage property but they did not own the center parcel the wonderful little old lady from what i understand lived there and, and didn't want to move didn't want to sell and somehow some way she she sold the property to mount carmel they closed on it last week and from what what rogers Facebook post said is that there was going to be an event center, more outdoor space, more space for things like performances and things like that. Festivals. Festivals, yeah. which is going to really That's come in handy be because their 10th anniversary is in extravaganzas and is, in two, is two weeks from this coming Saturday. So. I think, I think it's going to be probably used for parking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Well, that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that a strange theme with uh, Cincinnati breweries? Is nobody has enough parking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has enough parking. The, the worst parking. Which one do you think it is? What's the I, uh, well, well Geist, probably. Yeah, and anyone you got to anyone you got to try to park downtown. So. I'm, I'm going to say bad Tom's. Oh yeah, have not been there, but um, yeah, I'd I'd go Rheingeist and then maybe maybe Listerman's. 
That and lot is just sort of weird. It's big though. It's big, but it, I don't know. It's just in an awkward spot. It's and definitely, then, it's and definitely then, something that needs to be improved with people that open up in the future. They need to think about it. But one of you know one of the things is a lot of these a lot of these breweries like to open in these uh, you know old urban areas where there's not a lot of parking. Low rent. Low rent areas. Area <laughs> uh, you know. Um, uh, former industrial buildings where there wasn't a lot of where there wasn't a lot of parking available or anything like that. Um, yeah. And, and the best is the best is probably well, like we said, Listerman maybe, Braxton maybe. Uh, Mad Tree's actually Mad pretty, pretty good. Mad, Mad Tree's Tree not seems too like bad. it's going to be okay, but then if you try and... It's like it's one of those <laughs> things where if you like want to leave and come back for any reason, like you're definitely going to lose your spot immediately. It all depends on how people are parking at Mad Tree. Right, like especially in the gravel lot. Yeah. In that gravel lot, I drive a tiny little Chevy Spark, and like I just barely made it out of there without hitting anybody <laughs> a couple days ago. So, I don't know. Everybody yeah. needs more parking. Wait, we, we got a little sidetrack from Mount Carmel. <laughs> well, it's kind of what we did. So Mount Carmel, ADD Radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, con- and, and, and anyway, congratulations to them on that, and it should make for a lot more, uh, a lot more space just in general for for uh, for them over these, Mount Carmel. I know that they've been thinking of these plans for a long time. How they're going to do this with walking trails and all kinds yes, of it's, it's, yes. it's, it's going to be a neat place yes. it's so different than anything else in Cincinnati and it's finally going to be unleashed to its full potential mm-hmm. I think so and then the Firkenfest Firkenfest that's their um, their anniversary party which I think is going to be a fun time they're doing I think what they've announced four so far Firkins that they're going to do um, the Mango Habanero IPA which I don't know about that <laughs> I'm not a fan of it can, in it can go either way though if it's if it's too spicy then it's going to be too spicy if not you know peppers are so hard to to guess what they're going to be like especially in the firkin so um the lemon ginger wheat that sounds all right sounds delicious the uh, grand marnier orange chocolate i've so, had which is fantastic yes that and then the one that both me and my wife are dying to try the peanut butter and marshmallow brown ale Oh my god! <laughs> so, what? so it's it'll be fun. I love seeing some of this creativity come out of uh, Mount Carmel. And they've got the uh, the blueberry hibiscus, which it wasn't for me necessarily, but man, it struck a chord with a lot of people because they're having a hard time keeping up with their demand. Right. I understand that they're brewed. They, Is that on tap? There? They they put together I think five half barrels of it okay. a couple of weeks ago on a Friday night sold out gone like in a couple of hours wow. like it you know people like it people that like it like it so much that that's how well that's gonna that's gonna get those that's gonna get those drinkers that ooh I want something light and fruity and right. you know the weather's warm and. And so that's you know you can't argue that's with the, the gimmick of, <laughs> of Rivertown's blueberry. Somebody, right. Somebody's drinking it. Somebody loves it. So it's the there's, direct. There's a market for it. The direct quote from uh, Roger that supposedly Mike Dewey told him is, "You've created a monster." <laughs> so so anyway, and that's you know that's a good that's a good problem to have. And I know you know. It, it, when we had our 
interview with Mike Dewey, uh, which was on our third program, I guess, or second program, uh, you know, he discussed some of, some of these newer beers, some of these different trends, some of these different things that, quite frankly, if you ask my opinion, are a little bit out of his comfort level because he's been so straight and steady on, you know, his core brands and his core beers, but, but, you know, Roger Hill, who's doing a hell of a job over there as the taproom manager, bringing all sorts of different events, food, the Firkin program, uh, they've got a barrel aging program that we discussed, uh, I think, on the last program or two programs ago with uh, Scott Lau, that they've got a uh, uh, stout aging in a uh, Jack Daniels barrel. Well, uh, J.M. Hammond just brought up a really good point, um, that even just that, the coffee brown and that snapshot IPA was just enough of a change for them mm-hmm. that kind of got people really to notice Mount Carmel again and kind of say, oh, they they can do some stuff that is going to excite some of us that, you know. Right, and they sort of had that new, like, the, you know, their, their, the, the bottle art that they did with that, and it just, like, really made people look and be like, oh, Mount Carmel, I, you know, I've had a couple of their beers every once in a while, and, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's, a, that's a completely true. That's really done... Um, some good things for them. Mm-hmm. This milk stout, by the way, is delicious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Again, that's the uh, saltwater brewing. Is it Chris Siegman? Siegman is that his? Yes. Is that his name? Chris Siegman. Yeah. We, while we're talking Mount Carmel, we definitely want to uh, uh, mention Chris Siegman, who is their the new brewing supervisor, uh, chief of brewing operations. I don't know whatever you want to call him. Uh, 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 the the, uh, the uh, they've also they also have the, they also put out the Dewey's White IPA, which is going to be part of a program. There's going to be a white. There's going to be a black. Now? There's going to be a red. It is out. <laughs> Des, despite some uh, some anxious reporting on my part and, and others, uh, it is out. It's fantastic. You have not had it yet. It's yet. really something Gosh, else. I haven't been to the the tap room in. I think our weeks, our plan weeks. is to head out for the anniversary party, which. Falls also um, sticking with the event theme on the same night as um, a couple other big events around town. They've got the the Vison Fest down at uh, um, down at Moorline with you know I think it's like twelve nine something like that different uh, wheat beers on tap and uh, oh, yeah, fifteen, I 15 about different that. wheat beers. That's th- that same Saturday, um, and then you've got out at uh, Old Firehouse the the Miss Firehouse contest which. Yeah, that one. I understand that's a va 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 voom. Yes. The, uh, they do something the with the uh, pinup. Uh, it's a uh, patriot uh, pinups. Patriot pin and that's a, a support a support our troops sort of charity and and and, uh, uh, and that they support that very heavily. So uh, yeah, support all of those local events that are going on. Uh, three in one day. That's <laughs> it's becoming difficult to plan uh, craft beer events in the city because there's always always something going yeah, on yeah you have to pick so and that kind of dovetails into i guess what our next topic is going to be which is the change of the it's cincinnati beer week mm-hmm. correct uh used to be uh the uh, the cincinnati beer festival which always happens in the winter here in cincinnati and still will i suppose yeah. uh used to kick off Cincinnati Beer Week, and then there would be a week 
from Sunday to Saturday or Sunday to Sunday of I'm sorry, dogs. It's just the way it is. Uh, of various brewing events, various various breweries, special tappings, tap takeovers, uh, uh, visiting breweries from all the three Floyds always makes a big presence coming to Cincinnati for Cincinnati Beer Week. And now it's been changed from that winter week there, which is generally the third week of February, to around Father's Day, which is the third week of, 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 which is the the third week of uh, June. Incidentally, also my birthday. And, you know, it is also the weekend of Jungle Jim's Beer Festival, which if anybody hasn't been to that, is a fantastic beer festival, so... It's just, you know, one beer fest to another. It's still being kicked off by some kind of a festival. The weather played a big um, role, I guess, and after, especially after this past uh, season where there was a num- number of events that just were canceled that right. could not take place, uh, and the ones that did take place were pretty poorly attended. Um, I think they're going to see a big difference in attendance next year. So they are going to do still the... A winter and a summer beer fest? As far as we know, they haven't said any different. I can't sure. imagine that they would change that. Right. Cool. They are, however, adding another one. The same company that's doing those two is adding that um, um, Cannibal. It's yes, a, that looks like it's going to be so fun. Can and Crowler beer festival down in Washington Park. Um, and I think that. What the dates on that one were, but it's I think um, I believe June twenty seventh or 29th That sounds right. It's um, definitely the last weekend in June, the last Saturday in June. Yes, June the twenty seventh okay. from from one to eleven p.m. and so it's kind of another festival around that same same time frame towards the end of. Um, that that's starting this year. That's though. starting this year. Yeah. And and again, beer week is which there was some erroneous reporting that just got the year wrong. Uh, <laughs> said June sixteenth, twenty fifteen, and everybody was like thinking they were going to have to gear up for another you know, another <laughs> another beer festival I mean, coming up here in the next month. So I mean, that is sort of a kind of a bummer that we have to wait basically a year and a half for a, another. Cincinnati Beer Week, but um, I don't know. It's probably a good move. Ohio Brew Week is in July, um, so I, I guess they just kind of want to do things. Um, and the weather's nice, and you can have all sorts of events. Well, I mean, when you're when you plan, you know, a week, you know, a week of events, and nobody can get around because there's six inches of snow on the ground, right. and the weather and the temperature is, you know, below zero. Uh, nobody wants to get at it. I always used to think, I mean, I always used to think that it was a good, you know, thing to break up the winter, you know. See, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying, too. It's something to look forward to when it's really nasty and gross and feeling sad because winter sucks. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's gotten to the point where we want to attend a bunch of these events, and there are some years where it's... It's almost impossible to do it because you can't. You just you can't get out of the house. You can't drive right. to some of these locations. I mean, Cincinnati is is a, is a fairly good sized city. You know. Yeah, it's it's so real spread out, and you can't hardly get anywhere without without a car. Right? right. It's one thing if you live in over the Rhine and there's a bunch of festivals or some kind of events down there that you want to attend, but it's not always the case. Um, 
somebody wanted us to bring up um, the open container district in the banks, ah. um, which is a great topic to talk about too. Which, um, well, I don't know. I don't know if you have, but I've been to New Orleans, and it's a lot of fun to you know to order a drink or a beer, or whatever in you know bar A. Go out in the street, enjoy your drink, you know, while you're going to bar B. Right. So, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, I kind of think that kind of thing is a long time coming in, in in a lot of cities across the United States. And I think Cincinnati's proven over the last five, ten years that it's a, it's a, it's a town that can handle something like that, as long as it's on a limited basis and in a fairly limited area. And I think that's I think that's the bigger question of it. It's not of, is it going to happen? Yes, the banks are going to have an open container district. You know, even for the All-Star game, they've said even if it doesn't go through by then, which it probably won't, they're going to have the festival set up again where you can still walk around and drink. But... Um, the bigger question is are they going to have a second district up in over the Rhine because you've got a little bit of backlash there with people um, See. concerned about people who live there and yeah. not, not wanting you know, you know Main Street to turn into Bourbon Street in, in New Orleans but if you've been there you don't want to live well there. right that's right <laughs> so it, we still want people to live in our city, so there's there's a there's a fine line there of, of yes, allowing people to be festive and enjoy themselves and walk from bar into bar, Barbie with their drink without turning off the people that have made Cincinnati a place you can live again. You know. Well, and not only that, but you get into uh, you mentioned backlash, and there was a backlash uh, when they started allowing alcohol sales and open container in Washington Park. Right. Uh, before it was developed by 3CDC and turned into a gem of, of, of urban uh, green space, uh, it was against the law to drink <laughs> beer or wine or cheap alcohol, whatever you want to say, in Washington Park. And, you know, there was, there was a certain element in the city that thought that was racist. Because the people who were drinking wine and beer and so forth in Washington Park before were generally homeless people, generally maybe African Americans, maybe people like that, and they they clean it up, they brush it up, they put a parking lot in it, they put a few splash pools and 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 and, and things for quote unquote white people, and then all of a sudden you can drink there. So I can understand how. If they do something like that in Over the Rhine, it's going to have to be done very carefully. And with and, and as Noam said, with an eye to the people that live there all the time, that have turned it into a resident residential area as much as it is uh, an entertainment district. Well, and I, I'm wondering, do you guys know the specifics as far as how, like, are the op- is? I mean, it's not going to be open container all the time. And is that's it? that's what Jay and I mean, is saying right be, now. Yeah, it's got to be something that's you know on the banks. From what I understand, it will be, and um, I guess part of that's probably going to be up to the bars too if they want to offer people sure. drinks to go. Um, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, who knows? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I could see one thing. You know, if it's from you know, fu- or maybe all day on Saturday until whatever time, or right, so you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm corrected. I'm trying. He's saying the banks twenty four seven. Over the Rhine, maybe just for festivals. Sure, that makes a lot Which. of sense. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's, it'll be interesting to see how 
the city handles it, um, both in figuring out the specifics of it and then just once it starts taking place, um, how it'll do for Cincinnati. I mean, even if they just implemented it for the all-star game, it would be, you know, it would be something that would show people from around the country that, you know, Cincinnati's not a rural backwater <laughs> like right. it used to be. <laughs> Welcome to Ohio. Would yeah. you like to try corn? Um, well, and I'm, I'm wondering that, too, about um, what do you think the open container would do for festivals that we already shut streets down for, like Oktoberfest or the Taste or stuff like that, would they then move that? Well, there was, there, and there was that discussion about moving um, Taste and Oktoberfest and stuff like that down to the banks already, even without an open container zone mm -hmm. that exists 24-7. Yeah, because, I mean, that was kind of somebody at my bar the other day asked me, you know, what I thought about it, and at that time we were still sort of assuming that it was going to be kind of for the All-Star Game and done by the All-Star Game. Um, and I, I was sort of saying, well, if you just want to do something like that for the All-Star Game, just kind of close down the streets like you do for Oktoberfest or The Taste, and, you know, I don't see what's what would be wrong with that. But it'll be interesting. I don't spend enough time at the banks to really comment too much on it, but I think, it's, I think it could be a good idea, definitely, and it might bring more people down for sure. I think about the times where, um, not necessarily the banks with me, but with uh, Over the Rhine, if I'm... You know, grabbing dinner at, you know, let's say Taft's Ale House or something like that. And, you know, maybe we, um, maybe we have a wait for our table and we want to grab a beer and walk around. I could do that. You, know, you mm -hmm. can walk downstairs, you can grab a beer and walk over to the park and walk around a little bit. And then they text you and say your table's ready and you can walk back. And, like, to me, it's things like that. It's not the, the all day drinking, stumbling right. down, you know, Bourbon Street kind of thing. It's, and I don't know if that's the same for everybody, so I guess maybe time will tell. It's you know right. you, you you phase it in a step at a time and see how things work. But I think it's been proven in some other cities that it can work. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking speaking of drinking outdoors, somebody went to the zoo today. <laughs> I did. I went to the zoo. If look, and everybody loves. The Cincinnati Zoo. I was actually, you know, I went with my sister and we were talking about it. You know, Cincinnati Zoo is one of the best zoos around. It's one of the best in the country. And absolutely. Yeah, and so we're so spoiled with our zoo because there are other zoos that, like, for us, the Cincinnati Zoo is the standard. And there are other zoos that you can go to and not even be close to Cincinnati Zoo. So, wonderful place. Everybody loves the zoo. What was, what was the craft beer scene at the zoo like? Because I have not been to the zoo in a while. Okay, well, <clears throat> that's sort of the... Let's just say that the zoo is not necessarily a craft beer person's paradise. We had Ithaca Flower Power was there. Mm. Burning River by Great Lakes. Mm. Um, there was a Goose Island on. I didn't see exactly which one that was. And that's it, as far as craft. And then they had Bud Light, Yangling, PBR. So was, um, there was nothing local. Sam Adams. Well, Sam Adams. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, that was part of my notes. I wrote down no local beer. Um, that's disappointing. It really is. But I sort of want to go ahead and defend it a little bit, though. Because they do host... 
I think it's once a year, or maybe a couple times a season, but they do host a craft beer event. Right. Um, and I looked it up. This year, it's in October, and I think it's already like, like close to sold out. Zoo brews or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, they do have that kind of going for them as far as beer goes, but if you're going to go to the zoo and, you know, if you want to drink a, walk around and drink a lift at the zoo, you're not going to find it. And I think that's what, you know, yes, it's not that they aren't supporting craft beer. It's, mm-hmm. you know, when I look at pictures of anything in the city from, you know, pre-my life, it's, you know, you see beautiful and you see, you know, burger beer and you mm-hmm. see Wiedemann's and it was, it was local, local, local. That's what, that's what people were drinking. That's what people were advertising. That's what was, that's what places wanted to have for their customers. And it's not... It's not like that anymore. It's I I want to see that change. I want to see people more dedicated to their city. Right. I know that I know that the zoo is, you know, it is dedicated to their city, but in in the, in the beer realm, you know, I just yeah. want to see that 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 um. Right. It would not kill anybody crime, to get a to get to get a a truth and a yeah, and a lift on. You yeah, mean, I mean, you mean they don't sell cougar. They at do the not zoo? sell cougar. You cannot walk around I and drink cougar and look at the cougar or the panther. You can't get a panther. You can't get a saber tooth tiger. tiger at the zoo. No, come on, come on, zoo. people get it together. at the zoo. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try to help because we're gonna have a little bit of, <laughs> of a fun thing here that we that we did that Tina uh, decided, and we wanted to uh, talk about what. What kind of brews the zoo could have? We call it brew for the zoo. Brew for the zoo, and you had some ideas, Tina, on some things that were African painted dog triple. Okay. Um, I think that that would be very good. The color of the beer will sort of pair well with the color of the dog. I see. Um. Okay. All right. We could do a red panda red. Absolutely. That's. That's a little cheesy. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do a crocodile. How about red. something with? How about something with a little bite? You know, how about like a? Uh, how about like the 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 white tiger white tiger IPA? Is that too Is close? Is it a white to, IPA? Uh, yeah, it'd be white. The white tiger white IPA. I yeah. think that would be, and it would have it That's would have a little bit of bite, right? Bite, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Um, you need something with a Komodo dragon, because I think the zoo is pretty famous for, Ooh, their, for their Komodo um, dragons. Here's a question about beer. Have you guys had, I don't know if it was still on at Jackio's, there was a Japanese style, they brewed a Japanese style beer at Jackio's. Do you know anything like a, of like this? A, like, a, like, a, like an Asahi lager? Yeah, like something a- like that. No, I don't. I, I've, well, had, I've had a bunch of crappy Japanese beer. <laughs> if, that, if that counts, <laughs> it wasn't from Jackie O's. I, um, I know that. Um, so uh, for for the, I mean, maybe if there was some sort of Asian inspired beer that could go along with the Animals of Asia exhibit. I, I, I mean, you could even just do some imported beers. I mean, there's a lion beer. That gets away from our whole idea. No, There's we're a, local. There, well, it's I know, but, but at least you could have animals that, that you know, the animal beers in the zoo, you know, like, like, Car- like, like 400 pounds like, uh, like Carlsberg Elephant, you know, I mean, you could, you know. So. No, we're going to make our own. Let's do something about Gorilla. <laughs> oh, well, Gorilla goes up, for sure. You can, you can play on, you know, 
you've got your your lion stout. Well, Braxton's got their tropical stout, which is basically the same idea. So you put that on, and then we're just talking. And so, but it's low. so we've had a little fun with it. Not as much fun as I thought we would. But but let's talk about what. What what has to change for something like that? Does well, does the okay. zoo have to make a commitment to it's say commitment. we're okay. gonna we're gonna serve we're gonna try to serve more local craft beer? Uh, you know, does there, do, do they have to get involved with their distributor and really demand that? Is you I know is it so. something that you know that their food service has to really try to champion people that are that are involved at the, at the highest levels at the zoo? Something they have to champion, I guess. I would think so. I mean, look at what Kings Island has done. I mean, they, you know, this year they announced that they've got three new beers that are only available at the park and are brewed by a local brewery. Well, we don't know who that is right now, but... Um, I have some ideas yeah, of who it might possibly be. Who is it? I, I, I guess We were Moreline. guessing Moreline. That's, that's my guess. They've got a partnership with Moreline already. Okay, well, so that's I think fair. He did kind of admit that it was somebody they have some kind of partnership with. Well, that's fair. Um, but that's not news. Don't that's, take that as... Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> don't a guess. start telling people that. I, I think it'll come out over <laughs> we the We heard summer, it here on Cincy but, Brewcast. Um, <laughs> but they have the Christian Moreline Beer Garden in there. You know, they have other beer in the park. But there is still that huge local tie in the park. I mean, there are, you know, you, 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 when you're walking, you know, over to Adventure Express, you can't miss the big Christian Moorline signs and this, the Cincinnati. It's it's still Cincinnati roots right there. You know, it, there's something about that that I appreciate. Even if you're visiting from out of town, you're on vacation. You know, that's Cincinnati. You get to try the the local beers. Exactly. You get to try one of the one of the local beers and one of the well, you yeah, know I one mean, of the best, really the first, and still one you know one of the first or the first mega brewery, I guess, here, and that got really big and popular, and and still one of the best. They do good work. There's no right. question about it. So, and I think that brings up a good point about kind of the Cincinnati tourist attractions, things you come to Cincinnati for, things like the zoo and um, and uh, Kings Island and other places like that, that would be so important to tap into that sort of market selling local beers that people who might have, you who might be in town visiting family or with kids, not here to go to breweries. Um, or may want to be here going to breweries, but, but are stuck at Kings Island in the zoo. <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking wave pool. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that that really actually is kind of an untapped market that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out um, of people who can get our local beer, try it at places they're going to be anyway, even if they can't necessarily get to a brewery. Um, so I think that is actually a really smart move. So, Zoo, listen up. Also, if you care to tweet us your uh, brew for the zoo idea for some beers, you can go ahead and do that, and we'll uh, read them. At Cincy Brewcast on Twitter, Cincy Brewcast Facebook fan page, www.cincybrewcast.com, which I was remiss this week, did not update the website at all. I will do that uh, faithfully tomorrow. Uh, it's been a very busy week, very uh, very crazy week for me personally. Uh, graduated uh, my wife and my daughter from Ohio University, one with a master's, one with a bachelor's degree. Uh, spent 12 hours from midnight to noon 
at the Flying Pig Marathon in my uh, other main capacity as, as an engineer at WLWT, which we had, a, which was it was a, it was still a great event. We really enjoyed it down there uh, for the most part. Uh, uh, and uh, so uh, let's see, it slips my mind. There was something else that I had that would well. Uh, did anybody hear? Anybody get any reaction on the draft? We had our craft draft last program. Not didn't hear a lot of uh, of of reaction. A lot of uh, input on that. But you can you can still send that to us. The show is still up. It's had quite a few listens on SoundCloud and uh, link that uh, to our uh, Facebook uh, page and to Twitter. Uh, so uh, you can check that out. Uh, anytime you like, as with all of our shows, uh, you can check the website for some of our older shows, and SoundCloud, of course, for some of our older shows, and as we go along, we'll try to uh, retweet and uh, try to uh, get those back out on the, um, uh, out into the, uh, out into the uh, uh, various social media and, and so forth and so on. Awesome. There was also a little bit of news about um, Municipal Beer Works. Uh, the Journal News out in Hamilton, I did an article about them today. And you know, kind of a rehash of some of the stuff we knew, but um, they had originally told us that they were hoping to open this spring, which probably isn't going to happen. I think everybody understands that now, but um, they've moved the date and they're saying that it's looking like the fall. They're still waiting on... Um, some environmental inspections and some architects to come out and to get some bids and that kind of stuff. But their their time frame is looking up to fall now. We are efforting a interview with Sean Willingham from Municipal is it Municipal Brew Works or Municipal, Beer, Brew. Municipal Brew Works? And I I uh, uh, was back and forth with him today on Facebook, and uh, we will probably be having something with him very soon. Uh, and he, he will probably a, join us in studio as our fourth. Uh, he is he, an old friend of ours. Um, we've known him for a long time. He's a cellar dweller now. And the reason he couldn't be with us tonight is is he's also serves uh, mm-hmm. as a as flight nurse, right? Yeah. Uh, with uh, uh, University of Cincinnati Air Care, had a twelve hour shift today from seven p.m. or seven p.m. tonight to, to seven a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, so he's out there taking care of. Uh, the most severely injured, I guess, people that, that it, it get involved in automobile accidents and, and other uh, misfortunes. Uh, so he's out there doing that, uh, serving uh, serving our community as well for that. So uh, we wish him the best with that as well. Uh, we would be remiss again. Uh, we discussed uh, the uh, birth of uh, our, now I'm sad to say, former colleague Chris Cambora's son last program. Today I have to tell everybody that Chris has returned to his native northern Ohio, actually has gotten his old job back at the brew kettle in, uh, in um, uh, that's, um, Strongsville. shoot, Strongsville. Uh, moved back to Parma. He's got to take care of family, personal business up there. But again, Chris, if you listen in, uh, we wish you the best with all of that. And uh, as I've said uh, a couple of times before, there's always a light on for you here. We've got a candle burning. We've got a little uh, candle uh, 
<laughs> we got a little candle burning over there in the corner for you. So if you ever get a chance to come back and join us, we certainly uh, would uh, would be happy to have you. Uh, what else? Anything else? We're coming up on uh, we're coming up on an hour in the program. And uh, what else uh, is there? Anything else that anybody's got? Not off the top of my head. We did. <laughs> we have been getting comments that the show is a little bit long, so we're trying to keep it kind of shorter today. Um, Braxton, I don't know if you guys made it down on. Uh, Saturday, or if you were down on um, on Friday for your sneak peek tasting of their Kentucky Home, um, no, it was no. It, delicious. They did a they took their cream ale um, storm, right? Put it in bourbon barrels, right? And then every day took a new fresh bag of mint and tossed it in there. Wow! Wow! And then uh, when they served it, put a little mint in the glass, spritzed some simple syrup, and then. And served it like that. it was delicious. Wow. So you went for the syrup this time. <laughs> it comes that way. <laughs> it's the way the beer was designed. Um, he gave me a hard time because at the uh, Urban Artifact uh, uh, opening, I, I squirted a little hop syrup in my fin, which I thought was out of this world. And uh, so, um, I was down there. The day after our last show, maybe, um, and did not drink any of the fin, so I didn't try. <laughs> they had the um, thoroughbred on tap, which is their bourbon barrel aged Kentucky Common Ale, which they still don't have the maize, which is another story. Wow, um, what story is that? Do you um, have the story? Yes, but the, the thoroughbred anyway, it was amazing. Um, the the maize, I guess, um, that Brett was not happy with the batch. And dumped it, the entire batch. So, which wow. I, I appreciate. If yeah. You're not uh, happy with it, yeah. Let it go. But, that shows a good move. Um, it made a lot of people sad to know that they couldn't get their maze. But you'll should always be coming really soon. Yeah, but you'll always get the uh, you'll always get the approval of the craft brew community if you dump beer if it doesn't hold up to your standards. So they're to be given a lot of credit for that. So. Um, I believe the head brewer is and always was Mike Dewey at Mount Carmel Brewing, and I don't think anybody can argue that. Oh yes, that's correct. Just oh no, yeah, that's no, but the but the the the. the it was a question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, I was like, that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Calm down. Now. They're they're on delay a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Right, that yes, that's enough. true. That's correct. Mike is is and always will be the the head brewer. That is correct. So, any, do we have any other questions from the? Do we from the, the internet? The, the peanut gallery. Yes. <laughs> no, let's call our let's call our fans something a little bit more respectful <laughs> than the peanut gallery. The, the uh, hops gallery. The brewcasties. The, oh, the brewcasties. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> hey. Wow. I always wanted fans <laughs> with a, like cool enough to be nicknamed something. <laughs> okay, uh, well, and we want to remind everybody just in the minute minute or so that we've got left uh, that we uh, did uh, we did broadcast tonight over Periscope. You can download the Periscope app uh, at the iTunes uh, store, the iTunes app store, uh, and you can watch us. You can make live comments as somebody apparently did uh, earlier, and uh, and. And you can join us, and we just want to say hello. Hi. Thank you for watching, and that's that's live, and we're going to try to uh, to 
nail it down a little bit we're, more. We're, 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 we're still improving. working. We're trying to improve it. Uh, I think we've got a better shot tonight because of some a little of equipment we bought. And then next time we'll try to get uh, our show on the road uh, as promptly as we can. Um, and we'll try to start announcing those times uh, when we're going to get started uh, just as soon as we can. Uh, that's all I've got, everybody. How you... <coughs> Gnome at thegnarlygnome.com. Check him out. The Gnarly Gnome on all of your favorite social media platforms. Check him out. He's always got the uh, the best and the latest of the scoops. Tina at uh, Brew River. Brew River Gastro Pub. Um, I'm there every night this week. So come get a beer from me. We have 23 on tap. Um, largely local. Always rotating. So it's if you haven't been, definitely stop by. Wonderful food, wonderful beer selection, wonderful bartender. Is the uh, toxic black tonic still on? It is. Uh, I was actually thinking got... I, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a growler of a couple of the toxic ones and bring them on for next week. Sounds good. Another another brewery uh, coming out of the uh, emerging craft beer city that is uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, just amazing the way, the way that that uh, area up there has turned around and has gotten involved in the craft beer scene big time. Uh, my name is Mike Cisneros. You can follow me uh, at Big M-R-C-I-S on Twitter. Uh, Mike Cisneros on Facebook. We appreciate everybody joining us tonight and uh, we uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you again next week on Cincy Brewcast giving Cincy Craft a voice. <laughs>